0: Grab your hiking shoes and your backpack and come out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. On episode two of the Texas Trailhead, come with me as I visit Pertinala State Park and find out how I learned very quickly that I wasn't taking enough water. Stay tuned. This is the Texas Trailhead. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Texas Trailhead. So, when I've hiked around where I live in Central Texas, McKinney Falls is my normal state park. The only thing about McKinney Falls, why I love it, it's right in the middle of Austin, which seems seems kind of... It's an it's interesting place to visit, because when you're there... You kind of feel like you're at a state park when you're hiking on the trails, and this park will come up in a a future episode, but there are still signs that you're in Austin when you're at McKinney Falls State Park. You're pretty close to the airport, so there are airplanes flying overhead, etc., etc. So eventually I wanted to venture out a little bit farther and try something that didn't feel so close to the city and so i came across pernalis falls state park i pronounce it pernalis you can pronounce it peternalis and i think we can all get along i think it's fine but i pronounce it pernalis so i went out to pernalis state park and the great thing about this is it's just outside of austin kind of past dripping springs beyond all of the growth that Dripping Springs is going through right now. And uh, you go through a couple back roads. And when you're there, you really do feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere. And that's the one difference, I think, between hiking and camping at McKinney Falls, which I love, and being at McKinney Falls, or being at Pernalis, sorry. So the first time I went to Pernalis. You know, I've talked about Enchanted Rock now, and I had been hiking a little bit around town. And I didn't have any upgraded gear or anything. I still had my normal, just kind of everyday backpack that I was taking to work just to store all of my stuff. And I had my travel. um, They're not a sponsor, but I had my travel kind of screw top Yeti um, water bottle. And that's it. I went, it was probably at this point June now. And it was hot. It's Texas. Summer. Come on. And learned that day that I did not eat enough and was not drinking enough. And, you know, not to be overly dramatic, but I really felt that if I had gone a little bit longer that day, I probably would have had kind of an emergency situation there. So. Um, first and foremost, the drive out to Pernell State Park is beautiful. You're really getting a good experience of driving through the hill country. And when you turn down the road, you're going to go down a little bit and you're going to see some nice, really deep views of valleys. And, uh, on a clear day, you can just see for miles and it's really, really pretty. And then when you actually get to the entrance of the state park, you're going to go down the road still even more, and uh, it's gonna feel like a fun journey. When you get there to the headquarters, right at the headquarters, there is a little overlook, and uh, I definitely recommend stopping there before you head out to Hiker Camp if you've never been and checking out the view. It, it's it's literally right across the parking lot from the headquarters. So if you go, make sure you check that out. Take a camera, take some pictures. Um. Pernell State Park is still probably one of my favorite parks to hike at. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options for scenery. There's a lot of trail differences. So there's some short trails and some long trails. And then if you want to do some primitive camping, there's some trails that are going to take you out out there. It's a little bit different as far as camping goes, but uh, I'll get to that in just a second. So, At Purnell State Park, there are seven main trails to hike. Juniper Ridge Trail is the longest, clocking in at about almost nine miles. And according to the state park map, for the most part, this one is a mountain bike trail. But any mountain bike trail, you can definitely hike on. You just have to be careful. And um, these, these trails, a lot of them that I've been on, do have some pretty good shade on them as well. Uh, But my personal favorite, it's the 5.5-mile loop trail and the Wolf Mountain Trail. So the 5.5-mile loop trails, it's, it's literally, that's what it's called. And the fun thing, or not so fun thing on the way back, is when you park at the parking lot, you go down... Kind of a while on some kind of loose rock, so you're you're kind of hiking along dirty dirt, and then you get to a- water crossing and this is trammel's crossing and 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 trammel you know i'm not going to go into it too deeply here, but trammel um, has some mr trammel he's got some good history at the state park, but he's got his own water crossing and so now that I fish or now that I've been fishing, you know, there there are some great spots to fish at and Trammell's Crossing is kind of part of one of the main water ways that you can fish and swim in the summertime, which is really nice. But when I first hiked at Purnell State Park and crossed Trammell's Crossing, on the map, it just looked like. You cross the water and then you keep going. So pro tip or if you've if you've done this and kind of know what I'm about to talk about, um, you can laugh at me in the comments. Um, but so I, I crossed the water and went to the right because on the map it looks like you're walking kind of along the water that flows through the park. So I'm just walking on just rock at this point and I felt like I went about a mile and a half and just realized I don't I don't think this is right I, I think I'm I think I'm going in the wrong direction and so reluctantly I turned around and I made my way back to Trammell's Crossing and if I just would have paid attention and looked up I would have seen the little opening where the where the 5.5 mile loop trail actually begins and this is kind of where the fun part started for me on my on my first first time there so it's a loop trail um so you can go either right or left and don't be fooled just because one side you're like oh, okay well I'm going downhill. Well, guess what? Eventually you're going to have to go uphill on some of these parts. So, there's some there's some good elevation, nothing too crazy. But the loop trail has some shade, but it, it there are definitely some spots that are that are really open and not covered. And what will make up for that is some parts have some flat areas too. But the first time I hiked this trail, I got lost going that other direction and uh didn't pack enough water and In the middle of summer, I just was getting really hot and and just it wasn't just i wasn't prepared this is enchanted rock was just kind of for fun, but it wasn't super extensive. We had plenty of water, but per analysis, I kind of went in a little over my head and had coffee and not enough breakfast. So, you know, di- coffee being a diuretic, I was kind of going to go to the restroom a lot and I only had the one little water bottle. So towards the end of that trail, I was getting really, really just worn out and I was getting a headache and it it just wasn't very fun. And to go back to where my car was, I cut through a campsite and just was disoriented. I just was losing patience and what was supposed to be just the 5.5 loop trail and then, you know, maybe half a mile. So what was supposed to be a six-mile hike that day turned into almost nine and a half with not very much water. I didn't take any snacks. It was, oh, y'all, it was a mess. So if you're going to hike... And if you're just starting to get into it and you're going to hear me say this again and again, just make sure you take plenty of water because even on these little day hikes, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go for a couple miles. But if it's hot outside and you're going to be sweaty, like you're losing a ton of moisture doing that. So just a, just a little just a little warning, a little heads up. And even if you're an experienced hiker, it's always good to have a little reminder that you should definitely be taking more water. So the next trail that I really like is the Wolf Mountain Trail. This one is going to keep you walking pretty close to the Pernalis River for the most part. And what's cool about the Wolf Mountain Trail is there's a, a couple ledges, a couple scenic overlooks that are really, really pretty. It's going to be some kind of rock cliffs that are going to look down to the water. And if you visit www dot the com and check out my post for the pernell State park you'll see a picture i have of one of the overlooks in the middle of the summer just even even in, in in summertime the it was just really green and the water's just really clear and this is also the main access if you want to do some primitive capping so just know that The primitive camping part on this trail isn't right when the trail starts, so it's not like you can just get your gear from your car and just kind of drop it off at the primitive site. You're going to have to take everything you need from the beginning or from the trailhead to this spot. It's a little bit of a a journey to get to the primitive campsite from where you're actually parking so this is definitely a backpacking gear camp out I wouldn't recommend hauling I mean, I mean look you do you boo-boo if you want to take a little roly wagon and put all your stuff in it and walk to the primitive campsite you know knock yourself out but if, if you're just there for the night or if you're already used to the backpacking it's definitely I would definitely recommend that. You just take your backpack gear to the primitive campsite. Um, another point of interest that I definitely would recommend would be the Twin Falls Nature Trail. Um, it's just a quick destination hike. The Twin Falls are pretty much the only reason you're going to go to this trail. But it's it was weird. It's a really small hike, but the terrain is kind of funky and you're going downhill for a good chunk of it. And where the little like wood kind of overlook is, I guess over time a lot of people were just going around and down towards the water to get a closer look. So it's eroded a lot of the landscaping there. And so there are there's a bunch of signs. The last time I went, I I visit this park about once a month now at this rate. And the last time I was there there are a bunch of signs just saying to keep off of that part and Y'all, I mean, if, it, if if it's to the point where the landscaping is eroding because of people just walking down there, like, give it a break. Let it grow back. Let nature do its thing. And you can still get, if you're trying to get it for the gram, you can still get a good shot from the little wooden deck. That's just on the other side of the Twin Falls. And, I mean, it's pretty. That's why people go, because people want to experience that. But... The park itself has a, has an amazing uh, abundance of things to do. That was just a, a quick glimpse of, of the trails that are there that I've been on that I really, really like. But this park is, is known for a fun swimming hole. If you go to the upper part of the falls um, where you're not actually allowed to go into the water, there are some little mini trails that go around the water there, and then there's some some kind of stone and wooden steps that go down to this part where you can walk around and still enjoy it without feeling like you have to get in the water. But then on the other part where you can actually swim and stuff, at this point there are just kind of man-made little, little ridge trails that go along the water, or just walk along the water. I mean, if you, especially if you're fishing, you're gonna to need to walk alongside the water, alongside the Pernales River, or wading in the water, anyways. So just, there's really a lot of space to roam around, even even though it's not an official trail. There, you can still do it without kind of harming um, the trail, the other trailways that are there and whatnot. So um, when it comes to camping. This park gains as far as overall beauty seems to lack in terms of camping amenities. Uh, the amount of campsites here predominantly for those primitive sites and for the RVs. But the RV sites are water and electric, so I presume you can just plop your tent down if needed. But most people I've spoken with that visit here are going to primitive camp. There's no like main car camping sites that you're going to find here that's kind of one of the only things about this park is they really try to keep it as rustic as possible but that being said one of the saving graces for this park is that the one of the campsites or for the most part the the RV sites um, the bathrooms are really nice and you'll hear me kind of get excited about a, a nice state park bathroom but the a lot of the bathrooms have been renovated and they have really good showers so if you're there for the day uh when I've done you know a, just a normal 10 mile day hike I really like the option to be able to take a shower before I head back home or kind of continue my day somewhere else so just know that at those RV sites that you're going to find some good some good restrooms and i think that's important and i think that um it, it, it's good to clean up and cool yourself off in the shower before you head out and um you know that may seem silly but that's something i'm i'm really proud to share with y'all so uh a couple of the other highlights from the the park you know a lot of great views a lot of fun trails And it's a great place in the summer, but even right now in the winter when it's a little bit slower, you're still going to get some great scenery and some great nature. And I'm definitely here, like I said, at least once a month. And it's just far out of town. Like I was saying that you really do feel that, you know, from downtown, maybe an hour away, but you really feel like you're kind of in another just outside of the city limits and it, it it's a good feeling to be out there and um, if you if you go out there make sure you're you're taking plenty of water because you should stay hydrated and I can't really i don't know I don't want to harp on the issue i just it, it's the first park that I learned about hydration and 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 making sure I'm taking enough so after this park is when i I said oh and if I'm if I'm gonna be into this, I really need to step up my gear game and you know, not everyone has the ability to just go out and buy a bunch of new stuff, but thankfully at the time I did and, you know, got a new backpack. I got a a backpack that had a a hydration reservoir that I can make sure I have almost almost three liters of water on me and still plenty of room to take an extra water bottle. And make sure I'm taking snacks. And it's one of those things like, oh, I don't feel hungry or I don't feel thirsty. But it's really imperative that you're eating along the way. And, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be a, a nutritionist here. But I've always found that sometimes s- snacks with protein and a little bit of salt are good just to kind of retain some of that water in your body. Uh, that, so you're not just sweating it all out some of it is actually staying staying inside to keep you hydrated but yeah i went to the store like 2 days later after that and kind of up, upped my game and try to lighten my load a little bit and and you'll hear me talk about that too you know day hikes are still important and and i i definitely feel I definitely know now kind of what mileage I'm okay with taking one water bottle and, and temperature too. I guess a lot of that has to do with the temperature of the day and I'm making sure I'm taking, you know, three liters or my one liter bottle. But, uh, Pernalus will always have kind of a special place for me where that was kind of a transition for, for hydration and snacks. But if you're ever in the area, make sure you check out Pertinalis Falls State Park. It's technically located at 2585 Park Road 6026 out in Johnson City. And uh, all right, that's it. That's Pertinalis State Park. Thanks for listening to the second episode of the Texas Trailhead. You can find this podcast on Anchor FM or on Spotify. And right now we're also on Google Podcasts, and if you search it on iTunes, it should be popping up now. So thanks for your support. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me on the Facebook page at The Texas Trailhead on Facebook, and thanks for listening.